This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, we warned you about this earlier in the week on the show. If you're uh, planning on being a police officer for Halloween, don't make your costume too realistic because you can get in big trouble hmm. for impersonating a police officer. There was a guy down in Connecticut who was using flashing lights on the roof of his car so he could get to work faster in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure it worked. Fun while it lasts, yeah. right? <laughs> Great life hack until you're behind bars. <laughs> well, here's another one. This is a uh, social media post from the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office down in the U.S. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office is reaching out to raise awareness about a vehicle equipped with red and blue lights that has been impersonating law enforcement. And it's not just happening here in DeSoto County, but in several other counties across Florida as well. So it's it, it's impersonating the car. It looks like, a lot like it, I'm assuming. It's a truck that looks like a, a sheriff's vehicle. Yeah, yeah, okay. The vehicle is a white Chevy Silverado with green decals reading Booty Patrol. Wait a second. <laughs> if you or anyone you know has been pulled over by this suspicious vehicle or has any information related to these incidents, please reach out to the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office. Wait, these cavity searches weren't on the up and up? <laughs> The booty patrol isn't san- sanctioned? What? The booty patrol. So apparently, I mean, I don't know what the sheriff's vehicles look like down in DeSoto County, Florida, but this uh, this truck is almost identical, apparently, with uh, the same color scheme, green and white, and instead of uh, sheriff, it says booty patrol along the back so of funny. the truck. Because I'm sure they think that there's like parody laws that will cover them or something because... You can get away with being close to like any business uh, logo or something yeah. like that if it's a parody, but you a cop a parody I'm not song, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other problem is this guy has flashing lights on his vehicle also too. Also not good, yeah. Which can get you in trouble. <laughs> but what a rave. He pulls up the booty patrol, pulls up to the beach you're at, the lights start going, the bass starts pumping. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. And then if it's like a really serious uh, booty crime that has been committed, they have to call in the FBI. Wow, the special agents at the booty patrol? The federal booty inspectors. Oh, snap. <laughs> have you ever seen those shirts, FBI? <laughs> federal, it's either booty or booby inspector. No, Classic t-shirt back yeah. in the day. Oh, my God. At least your booties are safe down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know that. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you know I've never used uh, DoorDash or Skip the Dishes, any of those delivery services in my life. I find that shocking. <laughs> What's that supposed to nothing, mean? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Given how lazy you are, Taz, and how much I, I see you stuff your face with garbage. No, but truly, over COVID, I feel like we all got trained to use it. You know, we all no. got kind of lazy. You didn't, you didn't fall for it, never, eh? Never. I haven't used it once. Well done. Um, DoorDash is now warning you that your food might get cold if you don't tip well. What? DoorDash has added a pop-up on its app this week, warning customers that orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. So if you're not tipping, you are at the bottom of the priority sequence now, pal. Hmm. So they see that. Okay. Well, since you've never used DoorDash, that's kind of how it works. So they can see when a DoorDash driver is waiting in a neutral area, they can see the order and how much the tip is, right? So they can decide to go for it. 
I, I've noticed this before too. Like you can you can watch them too on GPS. Yeah, the driver themselves, and you can see if they stop at another restaurant to do double they double dip. You know. Uh huh. But Do- DoorDash is the one of the only services you tip before the service is complete. Yeah, like Uber. Uh, if you don't tip. Whatever, you're already there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything else. The valet has already brought your car out. Uh, the pizza delivery guy has already brought the pizza to your door in a timely fashion. The so DoorDash one. DoorDash is almost like an auction now. It's, bl- it's more. I call it blackmail. It's like an auction where it's the highest bidder is going to get their food before everyone else. Well, they're not... They're not wrong. They are right, but they built that terrible incentive. DoorDash themselves. It's DoorDash's fault. Yeah. This makes me happy. I've never used the the app. Uh, I, I'm from an era, Jim, where you would order a pizza, mm-hmm. and that thing would be there in 20 minutes, or you didn't even have to pay for the entire pizza. That's pretty sick. Those were the good old days. You don't get deals like that anymore. And did you tip? Did we always tip pizza guys? You'd tip the pizza guy if he delivered. A couple bucks for sure. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but that was a post transaction. Exactly, tip. and it's done. It puts a, it seals the envelope. It's over. <laughs> you try and screw them up. You make your house uh, as as uh, hard to see from the road as possible. Turn all the lights <laughs> off. Turn all the lights off, hoping he'd miss your address yeah, yeah, and yeah. your pizza would be put late. a road close sign out <laughs> on your cul de sac. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you were right. Oh yeah. You were right. That that sounds good, but what? You mentioned earlier, I said I only let my kids eat uh, two Halloween candies after they went trick-or-treating last night because mm-hmm. I didn't want them all wound up on sugar. And you said a better strategy is to let them eat all of it at once. Mm-hmm. Well, according to a dentist in West Virginia, it is better for your teeth to eat the full bag of Halloween candy at one time instead of consuming it over a long period. Here she is, Dr. Olivia Mason, talking about the strategy. It's much better for your teeth if you sit down and eat your full bag of Halloween candy at one time. I know it's going to upset your belly. Rather than we're going to hang on to this for the next couple months, and every couple hours we're going to get in there and get some kind of candy out. Hmm. So better for your teeth. <laughs> yes, for sure. Not great for your guts, but it makes sense. It's essentially ripping the Band-Aid off, right? Yeah, yeah. Or what would you rather do? Binge drink one night or drink steadily for a year? And What's better for your feel body? Like crap or yeah. just feel like an absolute bag of garbage? Yeah, for one day, one get day. it over with. Yeah, okay. Well, the, apologies to my kids' teachers. I am <laughs> sending them to school with their entire bag of Halloween yeah. candy. No sandwiches, <laughs> no fruit. It's just for, sugar. It's for it's for their uh, dental health. Yeah, <laughs> blame it on the Virginian dentist. Also, this is very apropos. Uh, today is National Brush Day. You're encouraged to brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is National Brush Your Teeth Day, so make sure you do a, a good job out there, especially after all that Halloween candy. You ever get a toothbrush? Trick-or-treating? We had a dentist in our yeah. neighborhood when I was a kid who gave out toothpaste and toothbrushes and yeah, yeah. hated it. Which is crazy because it's just good business for the dentist to hand out like fun dip. Would you not? If you were a dentist, you want more clients. Oh, yeah. Like, like thick toffee. A big you know? Just get stuck in there between the molars. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you see uh, Heidi Klum, supermodel Heidi Klum, 
was Devin Peacock for Halloween, dressed as our sports guy here on the Taz and Jim Show. What an honor. I'm flattered. <laughs> I haven't seen the costume yet. Okay, it's not, I hate to break it to you, it's not quite Devin Peacock necessarily, but it is a peacock. And oh, the bird. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> she got my essence still, still. But this is a... Uh, a <laughs> the family essence. You wish you'd get your essence. <laughs> oh, buddy. Now, just to describe it to you... Here, I'll swing into my computer around here, Tess, and get a gander. To describe it, first off... That's like 10 people. She has an entourage to make this thing work. Uh, she is dressed in blue tights. Like, her whole body is covered in a blue, blue tights, and then she has, like, a bird mask on. So she looks like a blue... Bird, almost like a Mystique from X Men with a mask on. But then there's one, two, three, four, five, nine other, sorry, ten other people who are dressed in green and they look like the feathers. You know, peacocks, they have like the eye patterns on their feathers. So they have like yeah, yeah. costumes, tights on like that that look like that feather pattern and they, they surround her. So they just hang out all yeah. night or like hovering over her shoulder? Yeah, the entourage has to follow her around. Or does she even go out? Is this just a photo shoot? And then she posts she it online, takes it off, year. and goes back to bed. Yeah, oh, okay. she she has a party. So I think she comes out in like the big costume, and then later in the evening she may change into another costume, like that's a, a little, bride, little more manageable. Yes, like a lot of brides do now at weddings. Yeah, they'll put on the small dress. Costume change. Like the idea of bride and Heidi Klum and Peacock all in the same sentence. There, you huh? think this is you think this is subliminal <laughs> She's messaging some to you? Messages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, Heidi. <laughs> Heidi Klum, you may want to get a restraining order later today. That's a D-E-V-O-N. Peacock. Yeah, pretty to fight cool Seal, costume. too, Dev. Right. Uh, no, Seal's out of the picture, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's still a jealous ex. That's all right. Yeah, how would you like a I'll, kiss from this rose? <laughs> I'll fight for I'll put her you heart. in a grave. <laughs> I want to see your peacock. I want to see your peacock. Let's talk hockey here. Devin Peacock, I, uh, neck guards. Obviously, there was a tragedy this past week with Adam Johnson playing over in the UK. Uh, he took a skate to the neck, ended his life during a game. There's now a lot of talk that maybe neck guards should be mandatory in the NHL. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, today, is it was on this day in 1959 that Jacques Plante wore a, fa- uh, a mask, a goalie mask for the first time. First goalie to do it, and of course it became... Isn't it insane to think that there was a time where goalies didn't <laughs> wear masks? Like yeah, that's when men were men, Taz. <laughs> goalies are a little uh, off still, but back then they must have just been crazy. Yeah, you would already have to have a head injury to be a goalie <laughs> back then. And it wasn't like the, the masks that they are right now, right? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, like it was right against cast. your face. It, like, it, it basically pla- stopped stitches, but you still got all the blunt force trauma. It was plaster and resin. Like, yeah. he just, like, he just jimmied it together. So, which is all to say, we have this history in the NHL of something happening and players and the league responding. Sometimes it takes a while to catch on. Like, not everyone wanted to have uh, helmets. Some people aren't, you know, huge fans of the, of the visors. But the neck guards, to me, of all the innovations over the years, seem to be the easiest one that the league should be able to implement when they talk to the Players Association. If you're in youth hockey in Canada, you have to wear one. If you play in the OHL, you have to wear one. If you play in the Q, you have to wear one. WHL doesn't do it. USA Hockey doesn't do it. They're now looking at it for the AHL. So it makes sense to me that you extend it to the NHL. I can't imagine. Imagine that 
there's many NHL players who would see the video of the injury that Adam Johnson sustained on the ice and wouldn't think, okay, maybe neck guards are a good idea. Especially when the equipment is for like, so for anyone who's not into hockey, like kind of trying to figure out, figure out what the neck guard is, it's basically like a turtleneck. Right. Like it's like it's 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 clothing it's cloth. that is cut, some guys that, like Thomas Plakanich wears one or did wear one. Yeah, there's there is a couple guys who do or the NHL. There it's 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 cut resistant clothing. They have it for arms already, other parts of the body. Why not extend it to the neck? Of all the innovations, it's the easiest one just to bring up just a little bit. Ka-caw! The Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, my son said something that made me feel really old yesterday. He uh, he was talking to me about past Halloween costumes, what we've been in years gone by. And he's like, Daddy, remember last year you and Mommy were the people from the cereal box? What are you talking about? You were the people from the cereal box. You know, the Fruity Pebbles people. (laughs) (laughs) The Flintstones, son? That is funny. Yeah, but he does. He has no idea that the Flintstones were a one of the biggest uh, animated TV series of all time. He just knows them as the people from the yeah. cereal box. The Flintstones have been gone for a while, though. Aside from reruns of the Cartoon Network, like when I was a kid, I probably that was probably the first time I saw the Flintstones too. Was, was, on, a, was the Fruity Pebbles box or Cocoa Pebbles? Yes, but then the movie, the live action movie, came out when I was in kindergarten or so, sometime around that age. So the Flintstones had a big resurgence when I. I was a kid, yeah, but yeah. they're kind of gone again. Yeah, maybe I'll sit down and watch the uh, the live action films with them. I don't remember if they were good or bad, but the cartoons were so fun. I loved the yeah. Flintstones growing Me up. Me too. Now, just to be clear, I wasn't watching first run episodes of the <laughs> Flintstones. I'm I'm not that yeah, old. Okay, Hanna Barbara, <laughs> Hanna Barbera, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I, I'd watch the reruns all the time. I love mm-hmm. the Flintstones. Felt a little old with that one. And this story, and it's like a one-two punch here. I see that Urban Outfitters has started selling vintage iPods, refurbished vintage iPods in their really? store. Fourth generation iPods from 2004 are described on the Urban Outfitters website as a genuine piece of vintage retro tech. The perfect blend of new millennium design with modern features. This is before touchscreens. Remember when you had the wheel on the front of the iPod? They worked well. I've still got one in my car that I plug in to, to listen to music from time to time. Yeah, just with the, it's an auxiliary cord. Is that all it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I I can see I that that is helpful because I, the Bluetooth on the sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. I wish I still had my iPod, but I don't think like kids nowadays. I I don't know why you would ever need a phone and an iPod. For me, it's nostalgia and it's yeah. fun. But if you're a kid who didn't grow up with them. They're kind of useless. They're selling them for $350, Jim. That's insane. Yeah. They sold originally for $399. Wow. So That's it's funny. Al- it's almost full pop you're paying for a refurbished iPod from 2004 at Urban Outfitters. Are we are we expecting that they're going to load songs on these two and listen to them? Like, that must be what you're doing, obviously. Hey, vinyl made a comeback. Uh, cassette tapes, the kind of, nah, not never as did. big. Nah, nah. But vinyl has a different sound. 
And you can display your, and it's kind of a show-off piece. You display your record player and you display your vinyl. Why have we jumped over compact discs? Why haven't compact discs had their day? We, we jumped over those and went right to the iPods from 2004. Yeah, yeah. They're just so compact and handy. That's why. <laughs> Good time to sell your old iPod, though, too. Well, you can go to eBay and just buy one for $35, too, if you want. <laughs> It's up to you. Good business model, I yeah. guess, if you're Urban Outfitters. I think now's a good uh, opportunity for us to say, I told you so, Jim. Yes. I, I looked this up, and we made this prediction back in 2020. Okay. So three years ago, we said Creed is going to come back stronger than ever. <laughs> You can't keep the band Creed down. No. We said the Creed Renaissance is nigh. Some people laughed in our faces. Well, who's laughing now? Because Creed has announced the band has reunited and they are going out on tour with a stop in Toronto. Next yeah, summer. yeah. July 30th, a Tuesday night at uh, Budweiser Stage in Toronto. Big Rec will be opening for them on that uh, evening, but they've got other special guests who are going to be opening for them, including Three Doors Down on some of their American dates. Great bands all around. There's like six bands they announced they're going on tour with them. Some good double bills. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a concert promoter, and I I had told him, I'm like, dude, Creed is going to, everything's cyclical. And Creed is going to come back strong. I know they've kind of disappeared, but you're starting to see memes featuring Scott Stapp. Do not laugh at the power of memes. The the one uh, video of him doing a performance at halftime or before a uh, a Dallas Cowboys game. That, yeah, it wasn't viral. Super Bowl, but it was a football a football game, yeah. And he's singing with the Cowboys jersey on, and then there's the woman with scarves swinging from the ceiling, sure, you know? like the white curtains like or whatever. Like a Cirque yeah. sort of thing. Can I, you take me higher? I saw somebody dressed as that for Halloween. They were Scott Staff, and then their girlfriend came flying in with scarves. Ah, <laughs> the couple's costume. <laughs> Hey, Creed is back. Yes. We're back. There's no and, denying and it. We told you it was going to happen. Uh, we pitched a movie about the band years ago, and we even put together a sizzle reel. Listen to this. The only thing more amazing than their music was the story of their revival. Well, I just heard a Christian rock band the news today. secretly disguised as 90s grunge. Becoming the biggest band of their time. Here is uh, their CD right here, ladies and gentlemen, and we couldn't be happier. It's called My Own Prison. We're happy. They're here on the program. Say hello to Creed. All right. Only to turn into a laughing stock. They're a very popular group from uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I was clowning around. You're probably nervous. It's your network television debut. Scott Stapp is circling the drain. It's incredibly sad and extremely evident from four recent recordings. The IRS has frozen my bank accounts two or three times uh, to leave me completely penniless. A couple weeks where I had to sleep in my truck. Uh, I had no money, not even for gas or food. Oh, now I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking... But now... They're making a resurrection. We called it. Putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. 
and cussing over to the soul. Creed 2. In theaters in time for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> I'd go though, see it. Crazy though in real life, Scott Sapp was living in his car slash yeah. truck. Like that's how bad it was getting for him. Yeah. I, I, the issue is we may have to change the title of the movie because there's already like five Creed movies now, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> so I don't know what, what we'll call it. Higher. Higher would the be the Creed it's, it's story. Always, yeah, yeah. With arms wide open, the return of Creed. Yeah, yeah. I, it's got to be a lyric from a song. Yeah, the band is back. We told you it was going to happen, and they're going to be in Toronto next July. The Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim. Jim, you've been training for this charity boxing match for months now, and I got to say, you are looking strong. More mentally than physically, even, too. I've been through a lot. But, well, it's, it's amazing the motivation of not wanting to get punched in the face or, or be embarrassed <laughs> in front of people. Like, there's no bigger motivation, I think, for most people than not wanting to get your butt kicked in public. Right. Because uh, speaking in public is a lot of people's... Uh, greatest fear. Yes. So getting your ass kicked in public must be the second greatest, at least. Well, and then you have to speak afterwards, possibly, yeah, with a, yeah. a, a post-fight interview if you're the winner. Maybe, So yeah. if your greatest fear is public speaking, maybe you do want to get beat up so you don't have to talk to the crowd after mm-hmm. the fight. Fly under the radar. <laughs> We'll see. You don't have that problem though. You can you can talk to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not too worried about being in front of the people, which I think is a good advantage to have when you're uh, fighting somebody. Do you hope that you get maybe a little black eye or something, just like you know, a battle scar nah. to show off? Oh, I don't. You want to come like, completely untouched. clean? Yeah, absolutely clean bill of health. <laughs> And I've been punched in the like I don't want to get punched in the face. You know what I mean? It's yeah, uh, it's not fun. Yeah, like I've I, it's been a great four months of training. But every time you spar somebody, you're something's injured or something's hurting. So, Jim, when would you say the last time you were punched in the face was? Legitimately, oh man, probably 10, my early twenties. Ten my years early ago, 20s, fifteen yeah. years ago. Po- Post college, I got, got a few fights in my life. Nothing crazy, but probably a bar fight. Probably at Cowboys. <laughs> When's the last time you had a uh, a pool cue broken over your back? I haven't had a pool cue broken over <laughs> my back, but I have had a cue ball smashed in my eye at a bar fight. Come on. Yeah, that, that happened once. Oh, that's right out of Roadhouse. Yeah, I know. Did yeah. you rip his throat out or what? No, no. I was <laughs> I was punching him on the floor of the bar in my hometown. He was some out-of-towner. I don't know. We got in an <sighs> argument. He hit me in the face, and then the bartender jumped over the bar with a baseball bat, and then he scurried out the back. Oh, yeah. And, this is what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. This and is then, legit. And then I was confused. I was. Did I was, the guy on the piano keep playing in the corner? Yeah, and then like beer bottles were getting chucked over his head, and he, yeah. <laughs> a chair broke over there. Yeah. Anyway, we threw his wallet into the river. He went missing, so we uh, we couldn't find him to kick his butt because uh, we all chased him out after. So we threw his wallet. Now, when in you the say river. he went missing, he left on his own volition. Hasn't been or, seen since. <laughs> or there's a bunch of Mitchell guys who have a big secret and they don't want you talking about it on the radio. Let's just say there may be a shed foundation with a little more than just rebar in it. Okay. 
Now I'm worried for this Michael Fishback character that you're boxing next yeah. week. It's all fine if he loses. <laughs> Is he coming in tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him last night. Yeah, he's going to come in tomorrow. All right. Jim taking part in the fight to end homelessness a week from today. He's getting in the boxing ring. If you want to donate to the cause, you can find all the details on the Taz and Jim Facebook and Instagram pages, and we will meet his competition. This will be like the official weigh-in. I'll bring my scale, too. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. And we'll have you two toe to toe in studio. Mm-hmm. Do I need to bring in some security guards in case things get heated? It looks cool. We need somebody to step between us when our faces get close. You know, that yeah. always looks cool. We need like a bald guy like Dana White. Oh, maybe Devin Peacock. Devin kinda, Peacock yeah. could do it. Totally. All right. So we'll we'll have the uh, weigh in tomorrow. Jim, the Irish goodbye Kelly versus Michael. What's his. Oh, what is his? Give me my, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Michael, give me my fish, fish back. back. <laughs> <laughs>